According to the World Health Organization, more than 264 million people of all ages suffer from depression. Depression, anxiety, and other mental illnesses are debilitating diseases and can be silent killers. For thousands of years, these disorders have been ignored, and sometimes their existence has even been flat out denied. Today, the stigmas and misconceptions about mental health are fading. Many patients are now able to be diagnosed and treated for their debilitating disorders. Despite this, one stigma is still an issue. Many people do not trust the psychoactive drugs such as antidepressants prescribed to treat patients. Why is this? Don't these medications help people? All of this will be discussed in this podcast. Welcome to Antidepressants, a tough pill to swallow, a podcast where I will discuss the mistrust that many patients and doctors have for antidepressants. In this podcast, we will discuss the ins and outs of the issue, as well as the two main perspectives that dominate this topic. I'm your host, Lauren Corfridge, a freshman at Iowa State University, and joining me today is my best friend, Anna. Hi. So we're not on campus right now. We're currently recording this in our hometown, Prescott, Wisconsin, and it's one day until Thanksgiving. So are you excited? I'm excited for Thanksgiving. Yes, I'm very excited. <laughs> yes. So I actually waited to record this with Anna. So yes, thank you for having me. I'm- so we're going to be very open here. We both have some mental health issues of our own. We also both sit on different sides of this topic. So let me just like explain um, a little bit about me. So I have been clinically diagnosed with depression as well as severe anxiety. My anxiety is my main issue though and I've had it since kindergarten which looking back sounds crazy but you know it's life. I'm currently on the antidepressants commonly known as Lexapro because I personally um, felt that it was best for me and I felt that I was like I tried other options and I felt that this is what worked and helped me. But you Anna kind of lie on the different side of the issue. Um, Yeah, so I was also diagnosed with both anxiety and depression at a young age. Anxiety is also my main issue. Um, I decided that I wanted to avoid chemically altering my brain with the antidepressants as much as possible, um, just because I've seen people who get dependent on it, and then when they try to wean off, it doesn't go well. Um, So I've gone to a therapist slash naturopath. A naturopath is someone who uses natural remedies rather than medications, And I didn't want to become reliant on medication, and my mental illness wasn't severe enough that I needed to go onto an antidepressant. So I try to use therapy and some like natural remedies to find my own healthy coping mechanisms that worked for me. So we both actually have a reason why this topic is important to us. I also want to note that we have completely different perspectives, which is okay. Not a lot of people realize that these days. No, not a lot of people realize that. Yeah, kind of sad. All right, let's begin and dive into this topic. I think the best way to decide your opinion on a topic is to first understand the background of it. So to help you, Anna, and the listener, I'm going to talk about what antidepressants are, how they work, and the history of them. So in summary, antidepressants are psychoactive drugs that work in the brain to alter one's thoughts, emotions, and behaviors. These drugs can treat many mental illnesses, but they are commonly used to treat depression, anxiety, and PTSD. It is often important to understand that antidepressants do not cure these disorders. Many of these conditions are chronic and will return if the patient ever decides to stop taking the medication. Antidepressants work by targeting the brain's neurotransmitters. Neurotransmitters are chemical messengers that carry information to one brain cell to the next. Okay, so like serotonin and dopamine. I know that depression is commonly caused by something like an imbalance with 
I think it is dopamine, so do antidepressants add more of these neurotransmitters, or how does that work? So yeah, that's exactly what they do. So now that we understand how they work, let's discuss how they were discovered. Even though antidepressants function quite simply, they were not always used for treating mental illnesses. Okay, so there's this great TED talk by a neurologist, Rebecca Black. In it, she discusses how antidepressants actually began as a treatment for tuberculosis. That's really weird. I would have not thought of that being their origin. I know, right? So the first drug was called Ipronizid. Doctors used this drug to treat patients in the late and worst stages of tuberculosis. The doctors soon discovered that when given the drugs, patients' moods and mindsets became more positive. It was even noted that the patients were dancing in the halls. Okay, that's actually kind of funny. What is even funnier is that this euphoria was listed as a severe side effect of the medication. In the end, these doctors did not successfully treat tuberculosis with Ipronizid. Instead, in trying to cure one disease, they actually treated another. Today, it has been over 60 years since antidepressants were invented. In that time, we have seen the emergence of new antidepressants, and there have been hundreds of studies that have researched the effectiveness of these drugs, their side effects, and their safety. And yet, the mistrust of antidepressants still remains. So, I'm going to ask you a little bit of a personal question. When you were looking into ways to help your mental health, was it scary? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, obviously, I was diagnosed at a young age, so, like, being a kid and realizing you have a mental illness is scary, and then deciding that you don't want to take what some would consider the easy route um, and just take the pills, you want to do other things. Um, that was scary, like, if it would actually work or if I was just going to make myself worse in the attempt to avoid drugs. Same here. I kind of, like, felt that, too. And I remember when I was told the best route for me was medication, I was so scared. I felt like I would lose myself and my whole personality would change. Yeah, that is definitely something that would be so hard to overcome and look past. For me, that was my really my only fear, and it still kind of is now that I'm actually taking antidepressants. But that isn't the only concern about antidepressants. Here are some more that I found while doing my research. One of the main reasons that someone may have when choosing not to take antidepressants is the long list of side effects that come with the medication. Antidepressants can be tough on the human body and mind. Some physical side effects that come with antidepressants are weight gain, headaches, blood sugar irregulations, and nausea. I remember when I first started the medication, my doctors even warned me about this. I had the worst nausea for like three months. It was so horrible that I didn't leave my house, let alone my bed. Yeah, that sounds really bad. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> so antidepressants can also have negative effects on a person's mental state, which seems strange because that is the one thing that the drugs are supposed to help fix. In some cases, those who have taken the medications have reported feeling emotionally numb, not like themselves, and having reduced happiness. In the worst cases, depression and suicidal thoughts occurred. To me, all those side effects seemed completely unnecessary when things like therapy could help, and in my case, I didn't need drugs. I wasn't prescribed them for any reason. I completely understand that thought. In a study titled My Dirty Little Habit, Patient Constructions of Antidepressant Use and the Crisis of Legitimacy, it is acknowledged that things like therapy and acupuncture can actually be better options for some people. Medications do not always have to be the answer to mental illness when practical solutions can have similar to the same outcomes. So another reason why a lot of people don't trust antibiotics to help them 
is the quote-unquote shadiness that occurs with pharmaceutical companies. Brace yourself, Anna, because what I found was appalling to me. Oh, so we're going to discuss some issues with the big pharma. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. In some cases, it's been apparent that pharmaceutical companies can be solely motivated by money. It is important to understand that these companies are not only in charge of making sure the drugs work, but they're also in charge of selling them. A lot of companies have done whatever it takes to get their drugs on the market. Pharmaceutical companies have had a history of covering up side effects and creating biased studies. In an article by Diana Kwan, she states, A study published in the Journal of Clinical Epidemiology revealed that a third of meta-analyses of antidepressant studies were written by pharma employees, and that these were 22 times less likely than other meta-studies to include negative statements about the drug. Wow, I can't believe that. That is so wrong and horrible. I felt the same way. Despite all the issues and controversies surrounding antidepressants, many patients and professionals still argue that these drugs are the best form of treatment for multiple mental illnesses. So after everything you just told me, why do people still use antidepressants? The simple answer is that antidepressants can be effective and lifesavers. In the worst cases of depression, anxiety, and PTSD, therapy and other practical treatments are not always the best option. If everything else fails, antidepressants may be what is needed to treat someone. A recent study was conducted in order to compare the effectiveness of mindfulness-based cognitive therapy and antidepressants. It was concluded that the antidepressants were more effective at treating patients than the therapy, especially in some of the most serious cases. Antidepressants can be a powerful tool for those suffering from mental illnesses. The drugs do not just address the problem like practical treatments do, they fix the problems. Antidepressants successfully change the brain's biochemistry. This fixes an issue that practical treatments have no capability to do so. That is completely understandable. Some critics have raised concerns about the seemingly over-eagerness of doctors to prescribe antidepressants. However, in an article by Roy H. Perlis, it is argued that this increase in prescriptions actually represents the effective and successful use of the drugs by health professionals. Perlis also cites a study that tested on 100,000 patients. That study concluded that antidepressants were constantly superior to other forms of treatments that simply induce a placebo effect. All of what you said makes sense, but if antidepressants are good, why do I see so many things warning me against them? Great question. So a lot of professionals have argued that the mistrust of the drugs is actually a result of media fear-mongering and the sea of misinformation that plagues us today. Ah, yes, fake news. Yeah, kind of. In his article in defense of antidepressants, Vasco M. Barreto states, We have an inbuilt need for self-control, and the idea that a drug fixes our behavior is not attractive. Antidepressants seem scary. That is why they are constantly being questioned and sometimes labeled dangerous. The media and general public have and will always be afraid of what they do not understand. However, a problem arises when rumors and misinformation is spread around. In recent years, the main pushback on antidepressants has come from individuals who advertise a more natural lifestyle. These groups use misinformation and the public's innate distrust of big pharma to pressure patients to look towards more holistic forms of treatment. Yeah, I've heard of groups like that, and I actually hate groups like that because they make me seem like an idiot to people when I say I don't want to use antidepressants, but personally, it's just for myself. I don't care if other people use antidepressants. I know they're useful and that they actually do help people. It just wasn't in my case. No, yeah, I totally understand how that'd make you feel. 
In this article, Barreto argues that these individuals fearmonger and make patients feel unsafe in order to make money on their alternative treatments. All of the misinformation and alternative treatments keep patients from getting the help they need. Barreto states, the end result is probably tragic since the ideology against antidepressants keeps those in pain from seeking and sticking to the best available tra- treatment. In the end, even though antidepressants may seem ineffective and scary, me- many mental health professionals argue that they are the best form of treatment regarding mental illnesses. All right, here's the big question with all of this. Does all of this make sense, Anna? Yeah, it makes sense to me. Um, only thing is, is how do we know which is the better option, especially for each individual person? Because both of us are very different. Yeah. We both needed different things. And it seems like either has the same amount of positive and negative effects. Honestly, that is a question that is very hard to answer. When we take a step back and look at antidepressants, one can see that the topic is extremely divisive and has passionate people on both sides of the argument. Many people will always question the effectiveness and safety of antidepressants, while others will continue to argue that the drugs are the best way to combat mental illnesses. In the end, this all comes down to the patient. It does not matter which side is right and which is wrong. The only thing that matters is the mental health and well-being of a patient. Sometimes therapy and holistic treatments will do the trick. Other times, antidepressants are needed. Until objective evidence supports or denies the effectiveness of antidepressants, the decision is up to the individual and their health professionals. That has been our discussion today. I hope that you, Anna, and the listener have learned something new here today. Yes, thank you for having me and waiting to record this with me. little last minute, but I wanted to do it with you because of our opinions on the topic. I just wanted to ask that the listener reflect on what we have discussed and maybe think about what you would do if you were given this hard decision. Anna, thank you for being here and listening to me. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. I hope you, the listener, enjoyed it. I'm Lauren Corfidge, and thank you for listening.